Welcome back. Varsity Podcast hits week two. I'm Justin Barney, Andrew Sponge, Franklin. We're going to kind of wrap with you about some high school stuff, all things high school. Touch on the First Coast things that we see and maybe a little bit out of the area too. So, Sponge, let's uh, let's chat about last week. We both saw games. What were your thoughts on uh, week two of the high school football season? Uh, week two was uh, pretty good. Uh, some of the games that we had highlighted last week uh, actually turned out not to be so great games after all. You know, we we highlighted the main one we thought was going to be the best game of the week, Bowles-Columbia, and it turned out to be a wash. Man, Bowles', Bowles defense yeah, Bowles, was Bowles, phenomenal. Seven was, sacks, couple I was, safeties. Uh, I was a little surprised by that number. Um, Columbia, you know, only scoring a touchdown. I know that uh, Cade Frew had 100 yards on the ground again. So, Bowles looks like one of the top teams definitely in the city. I can't wait for that Bowles Trinity game in a couple weeks. That should be a good one. Number one and two in the area. I mean, how good is Bowles? I mean, we know, you know, West Nassau, that game was overrated. And, um, you know, that Bowles was, I mean, overmatched, I should say. But, um, you know, Trinity, I thought, Columbia, I thought, would be a pretty darn good test for Bowles. Yeah, definitely. uh, I thought Columbia would give them a, a much better game. So the good part is actually Trinity plays both of those teams. So you get some kind of little check on how good each other is when everybody starts playing each other. So I'm looking forward to Bowles Trinity, Bowles or Trinity and Columbia, you know, all these games, but definitely surprised by the 34-7 when that that number margin-wise in that game. A couple other games that uh, that kind of stood out last week. I thought Bartram Trail 12-6 over Miami Columbus was pretty dan pretty dang impressive and uh Parker Fletcher 9-7 Braves win that one. Oakley forty to thirty over Carroll City. That was a nice win. And both of those, both of those, Duval teams beating Day County. You know that was nice uh, for for our, our Jacks guys to beat the three hundred five. Uh, I thought that was big for Bartram, who's got two nice wins now against two out of town teams, and uh, obviously Oakley coming up big with Carroll City. I think Carroll City's not as good as they have been in the past. A lot of those other Miami schools have a. Uh, you know, they, they transfer like crazy down there. So, you know, other teams, you know, the Northwesterns, the Centrals of the world, you know, are the top top of the class down there. But still, impressive win and, you know, start off the season 2-0. and Yeah, I think Carroll City more, uh, you know, that name cachet carries such tradition. Anytime yeah, you're talking definitely. to Miami school, yep. uh, coming up this way and a, a well team beat them or St. John's team beat them is pretty impressive. A game I was at last week, Parker 9, Fletcher 7. And both those teams struggle moving the ball, and yeah, I expected really more from both teams this year. Um, Fletcher, I knew with Seatric Faison, he said they were a young team and they were going to have some growing pains. But Parker, I mean, defensive-wise, Parker was just shutting them down, and they had a big block field goal right at the end of the half, and that proved big. They ended up beating Fletcher 9-7. to Pretty darn good start for Sharon Dorsey and company. Damani Dent had a 40-yard touchdown in that game to kind of break things open. Yeah, um, yeah. What What are your thoughts on uh, on these two programs? I think uh, Fletcher obviously going through a little bit of uh, growing pains with you know C4, you know taking the helm. You know they they got to you know all get together and, and see how you know his his uh, philosophy, his style. I think he'll eventually get it going, get it rolling. You know once you know the kids buy into what you know he's trying to do. Terry Parker's been one of those teams that I keep hearing about every year. They've got studs. They've got players. You know, I want to see more from them. You know, that's a nice win. You know, obviously last week, you know, they played Riverside. OJ, those guys have got it rolling. Again, that was the other game that we had circled uh, this past week. Riverside Didn't pan out that way. Riverside put it on them. Wasn't even close. So, yeah, Terry Parker, going back to that, I think, uh, you know, I want to see how they progress throughout the season. You know, see where that because I do think they are uh, 
a good team, and I think Sharon's got a, a good squad over there, and, and you know, I want to see more from them. So let's, let's see what they got as the season goes on. You know, two years ago, I thought was a turning point for Terry Parker. They won the district title, beat Westside in a great, yeah. basically a de facto yeah. district championship game, won their first district title in, in 20 years, made the playoffs, and you were expecting that to continue over Last year, I know with COVID and everything, it was a weird season for everybody. But, you know, last year, I think, was was a letdown big time for Parker. I went to Parker. So, I mean, kind of following Parker. And, you know, you expected them to take that next step last year. And you come out and you lay an egg. You win two games um, with some talented guys on that roster. Yeah. No, they do have – they've got players. The uh, quarterback's pretty good. Uh, They got a couple receivers. And, obviously, Dent is uh, the headliner. And like I say, they need to uh, step up and, and show more and just continue to improve. And I, I think they will do that because I think they're still one of the better teams in the in the area. Yeah, and we uh, we mentioned a minute ago Riverside Atlantic Coast. That was one of our games last week to circle. And, man, OJ's got this team cranking. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he's using a little two-quarterback system. Uh, Plummer, you know, was a, uh, he, he was a Trinity kid for a while as a young guy, then went over to Creekside. You know, sat one year and then really had a decent year uh, the, the following year. Then came back to Trinity then, you know, decided, you know what, I want to go go to Lee or Riverside. And uh, him and Kale have uh, been splitting duties there. But I think the, the, the name of the game on their team is their defense is really, really good. And uh, little Al Gibson has been toting the rock for sure. So Riverside has got it rolling. Like, th- that defense is – Lights out nasty. Defense is good. And you know, Atlantic Coast is another team really riding the momentum of, of last year and their playoff run. And, you know, this year came out, big win in week one over Mandarin, and then kind of ran into that Riverside buzzsaw. So um, I think the, the haves and the have-nots and the teams that are really uh, kind of emerging have have uh, taken a step forward in these couple weeks season. Bowles, Trinity, Bartram, Riverside. I think those uh, those guys, those four, have been really at the head of the pack. I don't see anybody close to those four. Yeah, th- definitely those are the top teams. And, you know, it's kind of – it's the usual suspects. You know, we kind of see those guys always at the top. So, you know, who can emerge as, you know, somebody new – uh, that's what we just have to wait and see. Like one of the games that I that I checked out was uh, Nice Creekside. Uh, my guy Marcus Stokes. He's I know like, you're big on Marcus. Yeah, he, you, he, uh, you've got a lot of experience. He, he, uh, he, he came out and did a little seven on seven with us. As you know, basically last year he was a sophomore, so he's a he's a junior right now, and he's really been spinning it. They lost in a tight, tough game to Creekside, 37-27, but he also threw for like 300, almost 50 yards, four touchdowns through the air. He's a uh, He's a little scrambler too, so like I, I really love this kid. Um, he's he's definitely a guy to keep an eye on, and I want to see how that Nice team progresses as the season goes on with them as well. You know they've they've had some struggles over there, but they look like they're on the uptick. Yeah, with yeah, I saw uh, Pontevedra last week against Episcopal and ran right through them and uh, ran right through Episcopal. But I, uh, I'm impressed. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Nice and what they do. This season, with with uh, Stokes back there with Grant Stevens, they got a big offensive lineman as well, kind of paving the way. And you know they beat Pontevedra week uh, week one of the season with a basically a forty yard touchdown run from Marcus Stokes to yeah. kind of polish off that win. First time uh, in a long time, uh, only the second time in program history that Nice has beaten Pontevedra. So uh, impressive win for uh, for Marcus Stokes in week one. Tough loss in week two, but I think the arrow. Certainly pointing up on the young niece quarterback. So let's hop ahead to this week. And uh, not I don't think as many good games on the schedule this week. Um, you know, Verlin Dormany, I think the biggest thing for Trinity right now, not getting hurt. You're not going to – the the second half of your schedule, 
far greater than your first. They've got Zeriff at the Academy this weekend. You know, this is a game you don't get hurt. You leave your guys, you know, you get more playing time for your guys. But, you know, Coach Dormany's knocking on the door of 400 career wins, 299 this week and 300 next week. What's the plan for Big V over yeah, there? Hey, you know, we, we talk about uh, V-Man. He's like, you know, he's like he's like Bobby. He's like Bobby Bowden. We're going to get him a tower over there. You know, Ross and those guys, like the run it. V-Man just uh, orchestrates everything. So he's just collecting W's as uh, as the years go on. Obviously, they had an easy uh, win last week against uh, Rebalt. You know, I was, I was talking earlier with you, and we were talking about how last week, you know, Reigns had to run it all over them, did a great, great job on the ground. This week, you know, Colin throws for almost 300 yards, uh, three touchdowns, and, you know, 37 nothing victory over Rebalt. Yeah, surprise. I mean, we talked about this off, can- off, uh, off set, but it, a little disappointing to see Rebalt. They've seven points in two yeah, games. Man, and they got, I don't know, man. It's just it's tough seeing Rebalt not like the Rebalt Trojans of the past, but, you know, they, hopefully they'll get it going. Like, it's just it's tough. Them, and and we, we talked about it, too. First Coast, they're struggling, you know, the – Team that Trinity played, you know, the week before in that tight game, destroyed First Coast 39-0. So yes. like, you know, the just... North Side is, is struggling this year. Two proud programs. Um, you know, First Coast, I think, more of a tradition than uh, than Rebalt when it comes to football success. I mean, they had a run in the early 2010s that was just phenomenal, cranking out Division One prospects every year. Mr. Football, receiver Chris Black went to Bama. I mean, yep. DeAndre Johnson, we know about him. Yep. DJ Matthews, I mean mm-hmm. Kevin Stephers, I mean the list just goes on and on, and that's just the offensive side yeah, of the ball yeah, for the Bucks. They had some defensive studs too. And then, yeah, to me, the year after DeAndre graduated has just been a continual slide for First Coast, unfortunately. And uh, you know, Rebolt had a little bit of success too, and uh, Coach Anthony Flynn, and then Kelvin Smith followed and, and kind of kept that thing rolling. But it's been uh, it's been hard to to get back on that track for Rebolt and you know almost similar to, to a Parker team you know they have success last year in the playoffs you kind of hope that filters over but it's been uh, tough going they only had seven points in two games and one of the you know an 80 yard touchdown against Creekside in the Bolt City Showcase and uh, nothing last week against Trinity Christian um, you know Trinity's a darn good team yeah. but uh, they did not have any problem scoring on Rebolt's defense. And that's one thing you could always hang your hat on as a Rebolt fan. You had that tough physical defense. Right. And uh, they showed that in week one against Creekside, but Trinity just just too much last week. So Verlin Dormany, getting back to him, you know, knowing knowing Coach Dormany and, and like you do and I've dealt with many times over the years, eight state titles, what's his reaction going to be two weeks from now when he hits 300? No, no reaction at all. He'll, he'll be, you know – Oh, by the way, thank you. Appreciate it. You know, just like we we, we have a thing over there, you know, where all the state championship trophies are just kind of like strung all over the place. You know, one will be on top of a cabinet locker, you know, one will be over here. You know, just, you know, of course he appreciates the love and the, you know, the appreciation, but, you know, it's just uh, business as usual. You know, maybe as a, as a younger coach, you're you're more appreciative of that or more into the headlines. But I think the older you get, you know, having talked to Corky Rogers and Joey Wiles and guys, I think the yeah. the more experienced and, and longer you've been in the game, I think less and less the wins matter. Yeah, I don't think the wins more so matters as in uh, where where is the team going to be at in December? Yeah, you know, are we going to put another 
ring on the finger. That's more important. Yes, but 300 wins, I mean, that's pretty darn no, that's impressive. Pretty, that's pretty awesome. Only one coach in area history has got uh, got to that mark, and that's Corky. Uh, obviously, he's, he stands alone in state history with 465, but what an accomplishment to have two guys of uh, only six guys in state history now with uh, hit that 300 mark. We're going to have uh, two of those here pretty soon, so pretty, pretty dominant. That's going to come, barring any uh, upsets, ma- massive upsets yeah. uh, next week against Clearwater and the National Academy. So pretty cool uh, milestone pending for Verlin Dormany. So this week's games, I've got my top four, and I think Sponge and I are pretty much uh, close to this. St. Augustine at Bowles, I think, is definitely the headliner. Madison County at UC. UC's been on a, on a different level this year. Yeah, UC's playing pretty good. You know, that, that's that's basically now where Trinity's at in 2A. You know, uh, Trinity's pretty much dominated UC, you know, in the past several seasons playing them. You know, they – UC plays up, you know, we were playing down when we were in 3A and 5A, but that, that was always, it's always a good, been a good game, you know, so I, I want to see where UC is at, you know, Madison County is always, always a good team. Every year. I mean, that's like, dude, I've, we've been to, you know, Boot Hill and had some, like, battles, rough, yeah. We've had, we've had some rough nights and we've had some good nights out there, but, you know, Boot Hill, always a tough place, they're always a good team, so I want to see where UC is at on that level and, you know, so that that'll be a good check for them. So yeah, definitely have that game on the list as well as the uh, St. Aug Bulls game. And who who else you got on? Your I got list? Columbia Oakleaf. Yeah, I, I think is a I, good I, one. I kind of think that'll be a decent game. And Fleming Island Creekside. You know, Creekside two and zero. Um, big win over Nice last week. Fleming Island coming off a shutout uh, on the road against Lake Mineola. So I think it's it's kind of you know the cliche defense versus offense kind of game there. Uh, the defense of the Golden Eagles and uh, maybe the the offense is getting a little uh, cooking over there at Creekside behind Preston Strope. So you know back to UC Madison. You know Madison County is a one A team. It's a small team in a very uh, a small area of town. But every year, the Cowboys are competitive with these bigger teams. Every year, they're beating teams that they shouldn't have any business beating. I know in, the, in, in many years ago in the playoffs, Trinity and Madison County would battle, and Madison would squash Trinity mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Um, so this is a team that you see it's a 1A team, but Mike Ho and, and company over there just continue to get things done. So it's kind of a, a gauge of where UC is at. If you can hang with Madison, if you can beat Madison – Especially do it at Boot Hill, even though this one's at UC. Um, you've really, you've really done something. So Coach David Penland the third is going to get a test from his team, and UC has done well this season. They went out and, and played a six A team in the Panhandle and won. They played Lincoln in the preseason and uh, put it to them pretty good in the the first half of that game. So interesting game on Friday night. What's your one? You know, if you could yeah. be at that four different games, where would you go? I, I want to say St. Augustine Bowles, but then I do I do want to see Madison UC. So like if I had to choose, it'd be one of those two, because um, I think both of those games should be good. But I I'd probably want to see Madison UC just so I can get eyes on UC. Yeah, I know that's going to be and you know we we look ahead and in sports that's what we do. But Trinity UC, you know we've talked about uh, Trinity Bowles. Obviously, is probably the the biggest regular season game. Uh, that's uh, that's around the bend uh, for for, uh, for our area viewers, but you see Trinity in the playoffs. That's going to yep, be pretty that, darn impressive. That will be a, a great atmosphere that night, that Friday night, and it'll be hopefully you know the weather will be cool. You know, great atmosphere. That, that like I say, that's way down the road, but you know you could already you could forecast that one out. It feels like so. 
you know, we'll let the rest of the season play out, and, and you know, hopefully we get to that that weekend. Yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate that both those teams are in the same classification this year. Because I always appreciated having our our right. title threats kind of spread across exactly. the the divisions to give us as much representation. Yeah, you always know, you always know, UC is going to be in two A. Trinity in 3A, Bowles in 4A. Hopefully you got somebody else, you know, one of the bigger classes down there too. Yeah, unfortunate, but, you know, whoever survives that game, and I I think we can go ahead and pencil that in for whatever date in the playoffs it is, but those two teams are are in a collision course. I think as soon as that uh, reclassification was drawn, you knew Trinity and UC would have to go through one another. So pretty cool. So that's our look back and look ahead at football. I want to actually throw one more uh, nuggets into this podcast Ponte Vedra Volleyball, I know we're kind of switching gears here from football to volleyball, but Ponte Vedra, I, I don't know if we've seen a volleyball program on the, the likes of Ponte Vedra. They won 44 straight games. Last week, they won the Nike Tournament of Champions in Orlando, the platinum bracket there. Just some te- uh, just mauled teams. They're 8-0 this season. They went through Steinbrenner, Tampa Plant, Santa Fe, and St. Pius X, and won that tournament. So Coach Robin Mennery, just a phenomenal job with the Sharks. They've won 44 straight, as I mentioned. Just about all of those by sweep. All but four. 40 of those have been by sweep. They've won the last two state championships. Not an area that we've traditionally been known for volleyball strongholds, if you look back 10 years or so. But this area is really kind of establishing itself as a rising volleyball power. Pontevedra and Bishop Kinney. So congrats to them. And Sponge, we, we can't end the podcast without talking about our friends uh, to wherever they're based at in Ohio, Ohio yeah. Bishop Sycamore. We ended last week on the podcast after their interesting uh, ESPN debut. But, you know, you saw the news this week that their coach, their new coach, actually came out and said, yeah, we're not a school. Yeah, we, we, we aren't a school. We, we, we don't offer curriculum. You know, we just, I guess, play football and they, you know, bring guys who are off the streets and yeah, years removed. And, you know, let's, let's go play some games. They hired, they, they fired their old coach. And they hired a new guy named Tyron Jackson, and he came clean and and said, uh, you know, in a quote, we are not a school. That's not what Bishop Sycamore is, and I think that's what the biggest misconception about us was, and that was our fault because that was a mistake on paperwork. How is that that even possible? Yeah, yeah, that's that's ridiculous. How is that even possible for that to happen? You build yourself, you're playing high school teams. Right, you're a high school school. I, I don't even know. Like again, like it's not like they just came out of nowhere. Like literally, like last week was a, you know they they actually played games last year and you know obviously uh, multiple games this year. So I, I don't even know how you get past that. Like how does I know Ohio State uh, or uh, the Ohio State you know Athletic Association like the FHSA of Ohio has come out and said you know they are definitely not affiliated with us nor have never been. But you know how does it I guess get past the next step, or I, who, I don't, I don't get it. It's unbelievable that this school not only tricked a, a marketing group that you know the Mark Paragon is a team, a, an association that its sole job is to recruit schools for these type of events for for ESPN. Um, they put a few of our schools in the area on games uh, on TV. So I don't know how you one full a marketing group, two full ESPN to putting just this rogue program. The finesse was in. Yeah, I just don't understand how that happened. But uh, Bishop Sycamore, to our listeners, they are not a school. So interesting in that. So that's it for this week for Sponge, Franklin, and I. This is Justin Barney. Thanks for tuning in to our Varsity Podcast. We will catch you again next Wednesday.